Welcome to Private Club Radio, your weekly source for industry education, news and discussion. Broadcasting from Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, here is your host, Gabriel Aloisi. So, Mike, old man, thanks for joining us. So glad to be here. Yeah. Lots of fun, isn't it? You're in Atlanta, Georgia. How are things there, man? It's all good. Um, around the country, it's uh, very difficult in our, uh, our industry, but uh, the best of the best are rising at the top. We're moving forward as slow as may be, and every single club is unique and different and finds their own path, their own way to do that. Nonetheless, there's one common denominator, and quite frankly, it's leadership. Um, leadership, uh, that doesn't mean GMs. It doesn't mean the board. It doesn't mean committees. It doesn't mean department heads. It means everybody, all, all the above. And so it's a great opportunity to move forward, but no mistake about it, it's a challenging time. Uh, 100%. Yeah, it's all hands on deck, as you said. Now, the, the book really just, you know, chocked full of leadership lessons. And again, for anyone who hasn't had a chance to take a look at it, plutonium.club, you can download two free chapters of this book. But let's go, let's dive right, let's dive right into some of the content in this book. And maybe some of the chapters that when we were writing this book a year and a half, well, what, two years ago now, Michael, um, we were pretty forward thinking then, I think. Uh, and I'd love to talk to you about some of the lessons that you think are most applicable from that book today. Most, most well, it used, it used to be, um, and appropriately so, you think about, of course, obviously, uh, focus in uh, clubs was operations. Um, and a lot of board members want to focus on food and beverage operations, uh, particularly at, at city clubs. Uh, the focus was budget variances. The focus was on membership. Well, of course, that's what it's all about. But 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 nonetheless, uh, the focus then at your board meetings and inappropriate amount of time was focused upon the board talking about operations, food and beverage, budget variances. But what the coronavirus has really driven home, which was always true, by the way, but now it's driven home, it's about leadership. So everyone should note that the title of this book was consciously not um, private club management. It's not private club operations, blah, 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 blah. But really it's about total club leadership and that includes your board of directors, your committees, your department heads, everybody. There has never been a more important time that everyone in the club was on the same page. And what this book has done it uh, has the opportunity everybody on the same everybody be on the same page. The book is not designed for general managers management. It's not designed for just staff. It's specifically designed, and um, who know COVID would come in, but quite frankly, it's played right into the catcher's mitt. <laughs> it is time for leadership to be on the same page. Your entire leadership, board, committees, management, department heads. And uh, this book encompasses it all. And uh, I will stand upon that with great love and dedication to the industry. And that's why it was written. I love it. Yeah. And we can see the passion, the heartfelt words you wrote on those pages, Michael. Um, I know what, the chapter that I wrote towards the end, which was the yeah. Z chapter. So through the book, you've got A, B, C, D, Z, all the way to Z. Um, 
if you look at that chapter, I was talking a lot about how clubs need to move beyond just the walls and look outside of people who just simply walk through the doors and how do you reach them? Um, and we talked back then in the book about how to virtually engage members. And we quickly seen here throughout COVID-19 that virtual engagement all of a sudden has had to skyrocket and it's really become the number one way to, to stay with members. Um, what were some of the other chapters in the book, Michael, that you, that became even more applicable after the fact for you? Well, there are specific chapters. Um, uh, and the book is um, done on ABC format, meaning you start A, B, C, D, and go through the whole gamut of club leadership as opposed to chapter one, two, three. Um, and so I'll touch upon a couple real fast, and then I'll give you examples. Is that uh, Some sample chapters are board expectations. What, what, uh, what does the ideal plutonium GMC really fill within the role of the board expectations? It, there are chapters specifically for the board of directors where it says, now that you're a board member, Hmm. Now what? There's a chapter on board meetings. How, how, how should they happen? How can they be productive? Um, and it'll tell you that 90% of how well the meeting goes is uh, done 90, 90%, 100% before the meeting even begins. And it tells you exactly how to do that. You move from B to C and it says capital projects. There's two kinds, and we say how you fund them. There's a capital reserve study chapter. I'm going through the ABCs. But my point is we go through A through Z with 96 different touch points on how leadership can move the ball down the field collectively with the volunteer leadership and the paid professional leadership and move the ball down the field. Um, but there, there's also several, uh, boy, I just love a couple ones, uh, uh, specific ones, uh, Harvey Weiner, who is an icon, a luminary of the industry as far as I am concerned. And he just point blank nails it. He puts down, here's things, over two dozen, the board of directors need to know. Here's things that management needs to know and he ties them all together so eloquently so beautifully succinctly uh and it can't be found any place else unless you sit down with a meeting with harvey of course um you can't find any place else you're looking for strategic planning norm spitzing nails it very succinctly in a in the chapter uh on two questions what do we need to talk about and there's so many more of them. Mark Beto, who our president, uh, chairman of CMAA, uh, point blank says the importance of fitness facilities at a club and how that can work. Um, so it's, it's not just, we have luminaries in the industry who are taking their time to throw out there what it's really gonna take to move forward. And uh, I'm glad to be part of it. it, it it's, a, it's a great resource. A couple that I really loved, I'll, I'll ask you about. Um, Alan Jacobs, he had... he had. Uh, oh, yeah! <laughs> chapter, his chapter was labeled, It's Showtime. And it's sort of how he... It was sort of his philosophy on how he starts his day and how he enters the club. And he's basically... Um, we're all, as a manager, you're on a stage. 
and it's time to, it's time to perform. I mean, that's got to be more relevant than ever right now, wouldn't you say? Oh, no doubt about it. You could because uh, uh, in order to lead, you have to have a presence. You have to have a presence. And leadership is how much you can influence uh, the people around you. And um, Alan Jacobs points out him you, how you do that from the front in a positive way. Every single club, and this is pointed out in a different chapter as well, every single club is famous for something. And you're going, what? My club famous? Now, if you're a big-time name club, you say, of course, my club is this. No. Every club is famous for something within your own community. And you need to decide, what are we famous for? And you have to control the narrative. You have to control that narrative, if you will. And uh, the book delves in into that. But, boy, Alan Jacobs just nails it in his chapter about everyone's on a stage, no, no doubt about it. Another one that I, I think that is completely relevant to what's going on right now is Henry Walmeyer. Uh, uh, many of our uh, folks watching this know he's, he's the president of the National Club Association, uh, or the CEO, I should say, of the National Club Association. And Henry's chapter was uh, about five myths about private clubs. And we were just joined here on uh, on the live stream by Diana De Lucia, who is also part of the the club's help. What's going on with that? Uh, there's the hundred hole challenge that Gary Collins is doing, and highlighting. It's been amazing to see how the private club industry during COVID nineteen really stepped up to the plate, um, forming that organization, Clubs Help, and, and it was amazing to me to see all the things people were doing around the country, whether it was helping. Um, their local communities, food banks, or whatever the case may be. What else did you see, Michael, and, and, and how relevant was that to you? Oh, it's going on uh, all the time. And uh, I think the National Club Association, quite frankly, has uh, really stepped to the forefront in their webinars, which are free. Whether you belong to the association or not, you should dial into that uh, without question. And then CMAA has um, also stepped up their efforts um, we're, we're not in this alone. This is a very, very tough time. But I must tell you uh, from my heart, uh, it doesn't matter what webinars uh, you attend, what articles you read, et cetera, et cetera. If you can't communicate to your entire leadership team, your board, your committee, your department heads, it's just book knowledge. It's just, oh, isn't that interesting? Give me a test and I'll pass it. Um, <laughs> But that is that is why and I implore you from my heart, take this ABCs, the Plutonium Private Club Leadership, and uh, make it available to your entire leadership team, your board, your department heads. There's nothing in there you should feel threatened by. Oh, my gosh, should my department heads see this? What about my board? Should they see this? No. It's all transparent. Everyone's on the same page. And the, the COVID has provided an opportunity where the focus is no longer so much on operations. That is never unimportant. Don't misunderstand me. That is never unimportant. But those of you who still have your jobs will know that what's really important is leadership and getting your entire board, your committees, everyone on the same page. If you're between jobs, you get a new job, I implore you, take the opportunity to say, hey, board members, I want to give you a gift and give, give, them, give them the book. Um, 
it's just a it's a time for everyone to get on the same same on page forget about operations forget about food and beverage forget about kpis and let's focus on membership satisfaction how we're going to drive it what we're going to do and um and there we go that, that that's what we're all about yeah we were it was really cool to see some of the the orders that came through from the books we had clubs that were ordering 12 24 copies at a time and really going through that as an exercise with their board how do, how do we how do we revamp um, you know our club ethos and it was really cool to see that it was and we had we had several uh, several times where uh, general managers who would uh, order a single book and then they come back uh, somewhat immediately and say I want my whole board to see this yeah. so there's nothing to hide this isn't something like uh, for crying out loud we're all on the same page and what this does it enables your entire leadership to get on the same page from capital improvements to leadership uh, assessments, dues, membership development. It's all right there, and everyone is looking at the exact same stuff, and uh, it's been very gratifying. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, we do have assessments in there. Uh, Joe Abley and um, Paul did an awesome one about how to to manage your debt in private clubs, and I think now more than ever that one is – is relevant. What were some of your key takeaways from that chapter? Oh, it's 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 incredible. Where uh, um, the two of them point out, frankly, in lockstep with Ray Cronin in his chapter, is that what drives a club is your um, your balance sheet. It's not your operating statement. Things in your operating statement at most clubs are budgeted to um, break even. That means all the things that happen at your club our operations are consumed that particular one year, then they're gone. Then you go to the next year. What uh, uh, Joe and uh, Ray Cronin and his chapter pointed out is that, no, what club leadership looks at is the balance statement because that's what drives it forward. Because rather than looking what's consumed every year, how do we increase members' equity? How do we increase the value belonging to this club? Now, if your entire board is on that page, understands that, it gets them out of delving into operations and micromanagement. If a manager understands that, it stops them from thinking about, well, how many croutons should be on a Caesar salad, three or four, that affects my food cost percentage. Forget that nonsense. But you'll find it in the book, um, spelled out very succinctly. Ray Cronin is an icon. Ray Cronin, uh, He's given to the industry, I think, more than the other be given credit for. Um, tremendous insight, and you're going to find that in a book in his chapter. Yeah, it's amazing. If if you're talking to managers, we've got managers watching this or listening to the podcast after we do this this LinkedIn Live, uh, Michael. You know what what would be one good key piece of advice you you would you would give to managers out there in order to lead their clubs uh, more effectively? I would. Uh, I would ask you to, those of you who have uh, access to the current boardroom magazine, uh, July, August issue, look up page 30. And Gabe and I did in arrears this. Just look at page 30. And you're going to see a one-page article about introspection. And introspection is not just for individuals. It's suggested that it's for the entire board to look at together. Who are we really? Who is our real market? Where do we really want to go? And introspection helps you do that. So go to the Boardroom Magazine, page 30, and I suggest 
I would ask that you, you, you would look at that. But on a go forward basis, um, I would say that the tying it back in is that uh, when we started, it used to be food and beverage operations, golf operations, 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 operations. It's not anymore. My good professional friend and personal friend, um, Robert Cerisi nails that so many times. When he talks about it doesn't matter in the industry if you come from a food and beverage background, a golf background, gee, that's nice, that's great, but you got a new job and it's been exacerbated by COVID. Your new job is leadership, true leadership. In many industries, they'll say they want a real leader. And if you look at position descriptions, particularly if it's put forth by search firms within our industry, they'll say that they want a real leader. Well, you have to understand, succeed in this industry. Yes, you have to lead. Sure you do. But oftentimes you have to lead while giving the impression of being led. You have to make them think it's their idea. (laughs) So (laughs) get the book as a gift to your board, your committee chairman, your staff. Send it to them. I promise you, looking at you now as much as I can virtually, from my heart, this will allow your board to think it's their idea because they really will be informed on what it really takes to move the ball down the field. Let me follow up on that point, Michael. I also think that managers need to get out of their office more. (laughs) I know. I'm guilty of that myself. I'm a person who... I come into my office, I say hi to the guys, but I don't, you know, I don't give a much of a pep talk. I go in and I do my work. Uh, and that's a, that's a big mistake. And especially in a private club, FaceTime is so important. It's, and right now when they're, when everything's on the line, I think to be visible and to be present and to, to be there is, is the most valuable way you can spend your time as a manager right now. Would you agree with that? Yes, sir. Uh, many uh, managers will adhere to the so-called open door theory. You'd like to say that I have an open door policy. Really? Are you kidding me? You've got a gatekeeper. You've got HR department. You've got your executive assistant. Is your door really open? Are you kidding me? No, most time not. I would recommend to you, uh, not in theory, uh, not myself, the door is literally open. That physical door is open. And when someone comes into you, you look up, you greet them. If you're busy in something right there on the spot, you say, just let me finish it just a second. And I'm going to push this at close. And then you close your laptop, close it, turn your attention and say, sit down, please. What can I do to help you? That is an open door policy. Open door policy means you get an appointment through HR. I don't think so. Through your executive assistant? No. And I don't care if you're a club with 20, 30, 40, 50, 60,000 million annual gross revenues. It doesn't change. It does not change. You have to be accessible and available. And if you say, well, I don't have time for that, hear me out here now. If you don't say you don't have time for your people, I would suggest that we always have time, whatever we make time for. Think about it again. We always have time for what we make time for. And what are you making time for? It better be your people. 100%. I know some of the most busiest CEOs on the planet 
but because they're friends of mine, if I say I want to chat, they're not going to tell me to go book themselves into my calendar or call you know call me next Saturday. It's they'll pick up the phone right then and there. No one's as as busy as uh, as as they make it out to be half the time. Okay, you had a you had a I don't know when it was. It's been some time ago, but uh, someone asked, "Well, just how soon should you respond to emails or inquiries or phone calls? What what is okay? Uh, how soon should you do that?" And people ask, well, within 24 hours, within, give them the answer that, Gabe. How soon should they respond? Yeah, I mean, I say on, e- on email, within, within reason, uh, five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> in, other words, in other words, the answer is all but immediately. If you see like a graph of like response times of companies, this is across all industries. They've done research of if a consumer or a, a potential prospect reaches out to you, and if you if you can answer them within five seconds, you have eighty percent more chance of yeah. of closing that deal in the end. Um, now, of course, there's going to be times where that's not not possible, but um, basically ASAP. And it's not it's not like dating where you wait three three days to call the uh, the lover back. It's uh, you you um, you get back to them within reason as soon as possible. Yep. Yeah, there's there's so much, but I, I really do believe that more FaceTime, and I, I would even encourage managers to get out of their get out of your office um, for you know thirty minutes to an hour. Just be there for the members, be there for your staff, be present. Um, of course, you need to be physically distanced, but um, just to, it's comforting when when a leader is out there, out front and center. Um, yeah. leading his troops into, into battle, right? Like that's the old adage. A leader, a leader isn't someone who points to a mountaintop, stands in front of your group and points to a mountaintop and says, take that mountain. A leader is someone who says, hey, look up there. We're going there. Follow me, and I'm going to show you how good we can all be together. You don't stand behind and point to a mountaintop on platitudes and articles or books like we've written. You've got to step forward and make it happen. So a leader is someone who says, see that mountaintop? Follow me, and I'm going to show you how we can all be better together. Now, as you move up that mountaintop, whatever it might be, the best leaders are those who suddenly feel a tap on the back of their shoulder and say, hey, uh, Gabe, Michael, Fred, Nancy, Carol, (laughs) Yeah, I have an idea. What's that? We're on the way to the mountaintop. Did you understand that? Well, I was kind of thinking I have a better idea. It might be better. I don't know. But what do you think? And then you take that person, you place them in front of you and say, let's go. We're going to follow you. A leader isn't someone who has followers. A leader is someone who develops fellow leaders. And you carry this through even further. You're tapped on the shoulder. I have an idea. What do you think? We think you're good. Let's go. And you step behind them. And guess what? Someone taps their shoulder eventually as well. And what happens is the whole team is moving forward within a culture of leadership that goes beyond just one singular person who says, I have a title. And I'm, no, I don't think so. (laughs) I I don't think so. Leadership is developing people and moving forward. And you find that throughout the entire book. I keep hating. I don't like coming back to the book, but 
I have to because uh, this is all encompassed in the book whatsoever. It's all there. Yeah, so we just got a message from Grace. Uh, Grace, I'll probably butcher your last name, but Muchiri. Uh, she says, ABCs of Plutonium Private Leadership is a great read. So many gems and nuggets. I agree. Um, Michael, you're going to stick around for another five minutes here. So so if anyone's watching the live stream and has a question for Michael, I'd be happy to ask him here live. I think that's what that's the beauty of doing a live broadcast is we can get your engagement. No, I'm sorry, Gabe. I don't have time for those little peons. For those people who are knocking on my door, they must, they must get Clarence. <laughs> what are you, while we're waiting on questions here, what are you most bullish on in terms of private clubs go, moving in, you know, into the fall and winter here when there's obviously a lot of um, people that are, are nervous? What, what, what makes you bullish? The people that are relying upon their facilities, uh, we have an Olympic-sized pool, we have a championship golf course, and uh, their website purports and thinks that somehow that is going to be all about. Uh, no, it, uh, it's going to come down to the people involved of your members um, and the leadership team, of course. Um, the value of a private club is in people. It's not in KPIs, percentages. It's not in facilities. It's every nice club has a pool. Every nice club has a beautiful golf course. You would think so, and you think it's clean. (laughs) And a lot of people say, we have an Olympic pool. What does that mean? And you see the websites that say we have a golf course. Don't most countries have a golf course? But they say a champion short golf course. What does that mean? And then they follow up and say, but our championship golf course is playable for novices, new beginners, as well as, <laughs> you go, wait a minute. What it comes down to is the people involved. And so I would suggest you better start uh, promoting people, uh, your board members, your staff, your department heads, your members. And so if you've got a website that shows great facilities <laughs> and there are no people there, <laughs> You gotta, you you gotta have people, and they better be having a good time. Oh, you know, I love the drone videos of the flyovers of the empty golf courses <laughs> and the empty pool complexes, and <laughs> no sitting at them. Yeah, yeah. really, that's that's a beautiful point. It's one one thing that I contributed to that book was talking about how we're in a people business, um, and 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 showing faces and people enjoying it and, and giving real life testimonies. Um, now more than ever, it's the time to be real. Like we all have to be real, right? Because, uh, everyone sees your, like you mentioned my bad hair day on the last LinkedIn live, or, you know, uh, we're all kind of sitting in a, uh, today I'm in my office, but most days I'm in my home. I got the kids running around. We're all seeing the, the raw, real each other here. Um, so more than ever, it's time to shine a light on your people. Um, putting a spotlight on, on the amazing things that your staff has done, that your team has done. Uh, maybe doing a, a um, something I did with Latrobe uh, Country Club. Um, Don Emery asked me to put together a little plan for how, to, how do we engage the membership in uh, last month. And, I, and what we did was did, we did a member Monday. So we highlighted one member of the club and we had them give a testimony about what they really loved and truly appreciated about the club. Um, and we had staff come on and talk about what, what they love about the club. And some of the events and, and activities that they were excited for at the club. And so I think now more than ever, you know, the big corporate communications or to give a feeling that you're, a, you know, a, a big brand. I, I think I don't think that's going to work right now. What I think is going to work 
uh, in terms of communications, in terms of social media, is to really get personal. Um, share the unique stories. Share the struggles. <laughs> Um, we're all going through struggles. It's what makes us real. If if everything was hunky-dory and we only show the good things, that makes for a very boring story. I don't know about you, Michael, but I haven't, I haven't gone to a, a Hollywood movie in a movie theater uh, without some sort of uh, drama, right? Even even in a comedy, there's a, there's drama, right? I love like a, those rom-coms. They all have the exact same plot line, right? Like, the couple is really, they meet, they they kind of fall in love, then something happens, you know, he, he gets pulled away on a job or she, you know, reunites with their ex-boyfriend. And then, of course, at the end, they come together. It's that drama. It's that struggle. That's if you can show that right now and you can be real about it. I think you can you can make a gigantic impact, um, not only for, um, you know, members or prospects, but even at your right now, it's so important in terms of leadership to keep your staff motivated, to let them know what, 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 what the club as a whole and you as a leader um, are struggling with and to be real and to be uh, raw. I think, I think that that's, that's so important. And um, I really would encourage club leaders out there to, to take some of those steps. And if you're the person who runs the social media or the marketing or communications for your club, don't just show the accolades and the wonderful things that are happening at the club, but provide a little bit of that drama. Um, you know, don't, don't fake it, but you know, we've all got real things going on at all of our clubs and it's not all hunky dory. So, uh, I would embrace that. Well, you have to show that, uh, I guess it's humanity. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that, that we're real people. Yeah. Uh, we're not positions on an organizational chart. We're not just members, uh, thrown into a bailiwick, um, we are we are real people, and uh, right now we're facing a lot of challenges uh, in general. But specifically, we're talking about the club industry, um, which is no exception. A lot of members like to think you drive through the uh, gates of your club and it's safe. It's different. It doesn't apply to the rest of the world out there. Guess what? No, it doesn't. You've got employees who live outside those gates, and they have concerns and deep feelings about what's going on in the country, about COVID, and now they have a chance to come back to work and get a paycheck beyond what the government may give them. And uh, they've got concerns. And uh, in the hospitality industry, it's kind of tough to be hospitable wearing masks. And everything's different right now. We'll get through it. I believe that we will get through it. But the ones that get through it most successfully uh, we'll understand that uh, you know what we got to get on the same page here. We got to we got to move forward because these these are tough times and there, there's no way you can negate that. You can gloss it over. Uh, these these are difficult difficult times. Whatsoever we have to uh, expose our own humanity, our transparency, and say you know what We're, we really are all this together. That does not mean we all respond to the COVID type stuff the same because we don't. You have some employees who, frankly, just will not come back to work. And it's not because they're getting paid more than unemployment, although there are some who that is their position. There are some members uh, who are just going to stay at home. There are some members who think, well, I come to my club and there are no masks. Everything is normal. It's not. Right. Everything has changed. Everything ha has changed. And so the best leaders, if you will, are understanding 
the board, the membership, department heads get, need to get on the same page. Going forward, we have to do this. When I first, um, uh, for years, uh, looked at the problems of industry, and most of managerial turnover and turmoil within a club was based upon um, perceived operational shortfalls, uh, food and beverage not getting percentage they should, and you can fill in the blanks. Uh, but but basically, uh, what I'm seeing now around the country is um, unplanned career moves are based upon governance models that don't work. Boards don't understand what their job really is. They don't. GMs really don't. Department heads really don't. And we need to reshuffle the deck, get on the same page. And um, in my heart, in my deepest heart, loving the industry, and that's why the book was written, um, uh, this will help you do that. Get the, get it in the hands of all the people involved, and, and uh, you stand the best chance of success moving forward. That's a great way to end it, Michael. I've got to get to my 2 o'clock tea time here. Uh, it's time to play a little golf for the Let's Play Through show, but I had a blast with you, man. If people want no, to... No, Gabe, Gabe, we're not done. You haven't had... You have not had the special serving of the special oh, today. I, don't worry. I'm about to get there. Don't worry. You haven't had it. Before we get to the, la the absolute last thing, which we will get to, Michael, I want to remind everyone to go to plutonium.club. There's two free chapters of the book you can check out. Share it with your board. And if you like the book, obviously you can order the book there as well. But, Michael, I wanted to ask you before I left what the special of the day was. The special of the day was started the whole genesis of the book is one day on Private Club Radio, uh, Gabe asked me what I thought was going on in the industry before the book was written. And uh, I said, well, let me tell you what I think is going on. And he said, okay. And I said, do you want a special uh, serving today, a uh, today's special? He said, sure. Well, the special serving was alphabet soup, <laughs> all of which is covered in the book. Here you go. Give it to us, man. <laughs> Assessments are a no-no. Board members are kept in the know. Capital reserve plans are firmly in place. Depreciation funded means assets do not go to waste. Equity memberships need to go. Food minimums also. Golf is for all genders and family. Hospitality extends to every tee. Initiation income is slowly on the rise because junior programs are starting to thrive. Kins are kept busy while young parents give high fives. Legacy memberships are proving a pipeline to survive. Members and management are on constant harmony. Nominating committee is renowned for selecting quality. Operations are such that all feel pride. People are in the right places deep and wide. Quality is never left to chance. Restaurants serve nothing but excellence. Sacred cows are not allowed to graze. Traditions are respected while the bar is still continually raised. Unbelievable stories abound of great staff anticipation and visitors covet members extending invitations. Wait staff services, nothing but the best. Extra attention is given to all members and guests. Younger members, yes, they see Z Club. Z Club, Z Club is the place to be. All right. That was awesome, man. That was, I, it was so good. I had to solo you in on the video there just so people could really take that in. That was awesome. <laughs> 
Cool, man. Hey, as always, it's been a pleasure to talk with you, man. Um, you've been um, the number one guest requested on Private Club Radio. Still, you hold the title. I got to get you like your uh, kind of like WWE World Champion belt one of these days. <laughs> um, but you're actually now the first ever guest on the LinkedIn Live Private Club Radio edition. So that that's another record that you'll always own, Michael. Um, once one one last time, plutonium.club is the website if you want to check out Michael's book, which I helped co-author with him. But have a great rest of your day. Hope you hope you have a successful rest of the week and into the weekend and finish strong here throughout the season and um, bundle up because winter is coming. Bye-bye now. Take care. Private Club Radio is brought to you by Concert Golf Partners, helping to preserve and enhance private golf and country clubs. Visit concertgolfpartners.com to learn more about the recapitalization process.